0: As long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I have some advice for my next guy here who I love to death. And by the way, Derek Brooks, you know what? You know how you can always mark a guy's character and what he thinks about you, what he says to others when you're not in the room? So Derek Brooks comes up to me and goes, yeah, me and Lynch talk about you all the time. I'm like, you're kidding. He's like, nah. Likes you a lot. I'm like, wow. And you have to understand, Derek Brooks. He sends me these Bible verses, Danny, every day. Like how to be a better dad and stuff every day because I guess Coach Dungey sends them, and then Derek sends them out. And I'm like, and you know what? And I'm usually doing something obnoxious somewhere, right? And so I get this Bible verse: "Be good to others." And I'm like, come on, bro, man, what's up with that? I get these <laughs> verses from him every week, John. Every, I, I always get, hey, be a better man. And I'm usually screaming at my kid by then. I'm going, great, okay, Superman. Oh. Oh. He loves you, man. He he just thinks the world out. I'm gonna give you. I'm going to tell you what Harry Carson said to me to tell you. Harry went through the same process after a while with the Hall of Fame. It got to a point where he had to do this. Just have conviction on the career and let it just play out. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for John. It took Harry time, too. Um, I don't know if it had to put Tony Dungy in first because of what he did with you guys in Tampa Bay. But, hey, John, it's I guess it's part of all a learning experience, man. Because you, dude, you you know what? You're going in. You know. It's just when.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate all that. And it, it's all good. It really is. Uh, you know, I told the story yesterday. Um you know, there was obviously disappointment and part of you know, part of the disappointment I, I, I'm fully willing to wait and, and do all of that and it won't change how I feel about what, what what I was able to do or who I am. I come back to a beautiful wife and four beautiful kids and there's so many good things. Uh during the game someone from the Hall of Fame came in the suite I was in and uh really nice gesture but came up and said, Mr. Lynch, we're sorry it didn't work out, our condolences and I said, you know, Condolences. I'm still here, aren't I? <laughs> Come on, we're, we're all right. There's not wow. a funeral, and uh, <laughs> so uh, you know the the, the build up though, and when you start hearing from yeah. a lot of voters that hey, this is the year you're going in, which I did up there in San Francisco, that makes it a little tougher. But it is all good. I sat with you. Talk about Harry Carson. He talked to me the other day last year. It was Lynn Swan who waited 14 years as a finalist. Wow. Uh, Jack Youngblood, I was with the other day at a at a Hall of Fame lunch, and he waited 12 years, so uh, I'm not the first that's waited, and I won't be the last. <laughs>
0: I, and, and again, too, you know, there's got to be a little bit of, you know, celebration for you still, because your coach goes in. I mean, I, I, oh. I, if I'm not mistaken, I know Weiss, I believe, drafted you, but the guy that you had all your success with was Coach Dungey.
1: Yeah, that's when my career really took off, when Tony took over, and and, uh, I mean, could not happen to a better person. And uh, I think worthy for so many reasons. And, you know, it's such a nice gesture. You know, I, I called to congratulate him. And he had told me the day before, you know, that this is so awkward for him because he does not want to go, you know, in place of one of his players. And so right away when I called to congratulate him, he said, this is so bittersweet. And I said, don't let it be. You know, it's, uh, it's all going to work out. And I'm thrilled for him.
0: Absolutely. John Lynch, NFL on Fox, here on San Diego Sports Leader, the Mighty 1090 here on the Corky's Hotline. Let me ask you now, here's some decisions now that John Elway's got to make. And by the way, before we get to those, how about John winning a championship as an executive?
1: Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable unless you know him, Dan, because I think I've told you before, he's that friend that everybody has that, uh, anything they touch, they're just good at. He's, he's, uh, he's unbelievable because he's as a clutch performer as there is obviously on the football field, you play golf with him. He's the same way he made money in the car business. He understands that business. He's one of the few athletes that has made money in the restaurant business. He kills it in that he's good at everything he does because he's incredibly smart and, uh, he's got a great ability to, to understand really complex things such as salary cap and such but also that he has ability to simplify things as a quarterback he knew he needed a great quarterback and he knew he needed guys to knock down that quarterback and that's how he built this team then he kind of readjusted he got he got whacked uh, after he got his team to the first super bowl by the Seattle Seahawks and he saw that model of speed throughout the field and building on defense And so two years after having a number one offense, he brings a number one defense into the field. And they had one of the great Super Bowl performances of all time from a defense.
0: Uh, To, to, you know, that point that you played on one of the great Super Bowl run defenses, what would you make of that when it comes to historically uh, uh, 2000 uh, Ravens, 85 Bears, you guys' group and what you did? um, You put them in there?
1: Well, I would say in terms of their Super Bowl performance, uh, you were around us in Tampa. We had done it for five, six, seven years. And so I think to go down as one of the great defenses of all time, um, you got to do that. There's some longevity that has to come with it. But in terms of a one-game performance, really a two-game because what they did to Brady the week before, uh, and then just the talent you see on that field, it's the perfect defense for today's football in that he's got two special pass rushers, but he's got about seven – Guys that can really rush the passer. And I've said this all year. They've got four corners that could start on any team in football. And so they've got guys that can rush the passer. they got guys that can cover. That's a lethal combination in this league.
0: If you're John Elway, there's no way you bring Peyton Manning back at $16 million. It's more of a money issue now than and, – and and performance issue too. Let's be candid here, uh, John. I mean, it wasn't like he was lighting up the, uh, the room any longer. Uh, they did enough. He – he helped him get to the finish line and run through the tape, but uh you believe in sixteen, it's Brock Osweiler's team now.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think John will have to make that decision. I really don't. Uh I you know, I, I think uh I think Peyton wants to take his time and go through this decision, but come on, he can't he can't uh he can't go out in any better way. Uh particularly with what went on this year to come back and lead your team to the Super Bowl. And I know a lot of people say he didn't he didn't have a lot to do with it. Um, I don't believe that for a second. You know, I don't think they win it without him. I think in the same way they don't win it without Brock Osweiler in the seven weeks he gave to him. But I think this is the time and I think in due time he will understand that. And if not, John, you're you know, he's not afraid to make uh the hard decision. He came to Peyton earlier this year, um, cut his salary by four million dollars, which he ended up making back in incentives and Ultimately, I mean, if there were a perfect scenario, that's the way it should be. Everybody should <laughs> should be incentivized to to, to make what they, to earn what they make, and Peyton did that. He went out and got $4 million in the last two that had been cut from him uh, by winning the championship game in the Super Bowl. And So poetic justice for him and shows that John's not afraid to make tough decisions.
0: Before I get to Cam, uh, the team itself, uh, um, am I wrong when I look at Carolina that they just blew up now? You know, on the other end, I look at the defense, and then I went back and looked at the stats. Anytime you hold an offense under 200 yards uh, in a Super Bowl, I mean, you you actually showed up. But it just seemed to me, at the critical times, John, they made the critical mistakes. I mean, 12 penalties, and they were legal motion penalties. Those are like like uh, jumping off sides and, you know, false starts and stuff like that. Was the moment too big for them?
1: Yeah, 12 penalties, I counted uh, three dropped interceptions, uh, a fumble when the momentum was going your way. It was everything they hadn't been all year. But I think a funny thing happens. You know, I, I still believe that Carolina was the best team in football this year. They weren't on that day. And I, I think when at, when you're playing the best competition at the biggest time, you know, and you think about the last two weeks, the Broncos' opponents, a great opponent, a great defense, ends up bringing the, whatever weakness there is. And so... For the New England Patriots, it was a porous offensive line that Brady was so good that he covered up all year and those receivers, the way they got open. With Cam, remember we go back to the beginning of the year and Kelvin Benjamin getting hurt. He didn't have any weapons outside. So the Broncos went into this game and said, we're loading the box and we're going to cover you man-to-man all day. And at the end of the day, the Panthers couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't beat it. And so whatever your weakness is, it may take till the final game, but that weakness comes out, and that's what great – defenses do they expose whatever that weakness may be and we saw that happen on on Sunday.
0: Randy Cross just said he thought Cam Newton was beat down and that he quit by the end of the game. Do you see
1: the same thing? Uh I saw I, I quit is a very very strong word. I I saw um extremely frustrated and I think that that showed itself uh not only uh on the, on the field but off the field as well in the in the comments after the game and look I uh, I, I like Cam Newton. I've, I've been around him a lot. I'm a huge fan. Um, I've never had a problem with the celebration. I did have a problem with the press conference. Uh, even then, I was willing to give him, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a chance to redeem himself because he's going to be back here. And and what you want with the young player is do they learn from it? But now I see he's almost doubling down on I know. the way he, he behaved, and that pisses me off. It really does, you know, because. That's where you are a role model, and there's people watching. Your teammates are watching. And the way we just talked about them unraveling in the Super Bowl, things like that lead to it. You've got to be a leader. You've got to show that you win and lose with class. If not, on pressure situations, your whole team can break down. No one likes lo- lo- losing, but particularly at that position, everyone's watching, and you've got to conduct yourself like a professional. Yeah, John, I mean, you
0: know what? Like you said, I thought it was going to be a learning experience for him. That he would go back and say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe not the best moment." And now to hear that he's doubling down, like you said, on it and he's defending it—I mean, that's not the look he wants. I'm telling you, he's gonna—he'll will he'll, not, not that anybody is talking crap on him, but he'll regret that in his own locker room.
1: Yeah, he will. And um, you know, this team will be back. They're—they're—they're they're, they're set up. I mean, we saw them with it. You mentioned earlier. They, they had a tremendous defensive effort, and they got a lot of parts that are going to be there, and Cam's not going anywhere, and they'll get better around him offensively at the receiver position. So they got a lot of bright things ahead of them in their future. I fully expect them to be back. Remember, though, this is the second time in postseason where they've kind of unraveled. They yeah. did it out at San Francisco a couple years ago with all the personal fouls, and so they're a very emotional team, and Ron Rivera has done a great job letting those personalities come to the forefront, but they've lost their poise now twice in the postseason. So that's where they have to get better. And it starts at the top, and Ron Rivera will take a hard look at it. But things like that from camp, you got to improve or or history will keep repeating itself. And that's an area having that poise uh, in, in good times and bad is something that they need to be, become a better team at.
0: Well, let me tell you something. You're San Diego's Hall of Famer, and you're our Hall of Famer, and uh, you set the tone on that Tampa defense. And even Derek Brooks said that to me when we were there in San Francisco last week. John... You're, you're one whale of a football player and you're one whale of an analyst and you're one whale of a friend, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Thank you so much, my friend.
1: Thanks a lot, Jan. I appreciate it, man.